This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back. This is Heather Carroll. I am hosting Real Presence Live this morning, broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day today. And we're going to head way over to Gillette, Wyoming, which is just one of the things I love about this network. <laughs> and we're talking with Susie and Kate good this morning. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Real good. Very good. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. So, Susie, let's start with you. Tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Oh, I've been a parishioner in St. Matthews for 34 years, I'm very involved with the Council of Catholic Women, and that's good. <laughs> I would think, Susie, that you're part of a lot of things. <laughs> that, am, am I right, true. Kate? <laughs> very much so. She's a, okay. she's a doer. She's an integral part of many things. Yes, she is. Even here at the radio station, she's an integral part of what we do. Um, it's just amazing. So, Kate, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, I've been in Wyoming for about 32 years, and I love my parish. Uh, we're active in the whole state. Uh, St. Matthew's is involved in many things, and we're a, um, a real loving parish, and we just love doing what the Lord calls us to do, and that's love one another and our neighbor. Wonderful. Well, ladies, you're on to tell us a little bit about the Council of Catholic Women. Um, what is this organization? Can you tell us about it? You know, it's interesting because my husband was born and raised in South Dakota, and he Yay. always says, what are you doing with the Catholic daughters today? <laughs> and I say, well, honey, in Wyoming, it's called the Council of Catholic Women. But okay. It's, it's basically the same idea, but we're involved in... Um, the statewide, but we're broken into deaneries, and then within every parish, you know, we have a parish council of Catholic women. But overall, one of the great things we do in Wyoming is we're involved in a marriage fund, and that marriage fund selects um, uh, through the the statewide organization in the diocese a function or an organization that is outside the United States and it serves women and children. Oftentimes, these are, um, you know, like getting water or orphanages or things like that. We raise money all year long, and then we pool it and send it to this uh, organization that's been vetted. And I'm so impressed. In the last few years, we've sent over $24,000 each year to these organizations, and that's big money outside the United States. I was just going to say that. It's a lot of money for them. Absolutely. So um, can you think of the last place um, that some of your funds went to? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Cross Catholic Outreach is the recipient of Mary's Fund this year. Uh, We also did World Villages for Children, Mm. That was one, and we've also aided, we've, we've had a number of foreign priests in our diocese, and we've been able to help uh, charities in their, in their home diocese. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And the cross-Catholic organization, the money went to the Ukraine, and it is, it's uh, distributed through the parishes within the Ukraine. 
Wow, that's a beautiful that's beautiful work. Um, so this is not Catholic Daughters, as you guys said, um, but it is a different Catholic organization. How widespread is this organization? It's at a national level. Yes. Oh wow. I wonder. It's also. Go ahead, Susie. Well, it's just there's different names. We're we're all in the same house, but we have different names. Oh. Very cool. So you have a conference that's coming up. What can you tell us about that? We have a, uh, every year, the Wyoming Council of Catholic Women invite a speaker and, and we gather statewide. And it's kind of fun because I don't know about South Dakota so much, but Wyoming, we have uh, the Rocky Mountains divides the state. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't often get to see one another. And so this is a fun thing. And this year we're hosting it in Gillette. Um, it's only about every 15 years because it's in a different uh, deanery every year and then a different state within the deanery or a different city within the deanery. So this year, Gillette has the honor of uh, hosting, and we have Valimar Jensen as the, the host speaker, as, as the keynote speaker. And she's an and Oh, and the bishop is also coming to speak. But oh. uh, Val, Valimar is um, a, just a real wonderful uh, singer of sacred music, but she involves her storytelling and her catechetical experience, and um, she's a very entertaining and wonderfully warm and extremely gifted uh, songwriter and singer. So we're excited. Well, that's exciting. Bring everybody over to the east side of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, the well, northeastern corner, that man yeah. Very often. No, I well, bet not. Want to mention the last time St. Matthew's hosted the state convention was in 1995. Oh wow! <laughs> so since then, Gillette has really grown and expanded. So it's it's going to be interesting for the people coming here who haven't been here recently to yeah. see our town. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I graduated from high school in the 90s, so my first reaction is, oh, that's not too long ago, and then I remember how old I am. <laughs> Funny how and, the years just swing by, isn't it, Heather? It's amazing. <laughs> so then, is this open to anybody that wants to join you, or is this just for your group of Council of Catholic Women? No, it's open to anybody. It's, you know, oh. the is open to anyone. Well, and I think you would probably get a lot of people that might travel from Rapid City just because Fa- uh, Bishop Beegler is going to be there. Exactly. He's his home diocese is Rapid City. Yes, yes. So I think a lot of people might be interested. Is he going to be saying Mass for you guys, or do you know what his participation is going to be? Yes, he'll be doing a Mass on Monday at okay. a- 11 o'clock. He's also doing, we have a Hispanic Mass on Saturday evenings at 5 o'clock. Sunday. Oh, excuse me, Sunday. Sunday at 5 o'clock is a Hispanic Mass. He will be constant celebrating that with our uh, Father Stephen Titus. Very nice. Yeah. I think a lot of our listeners in Rapid might be like, hmm, we might need to go to Gillette. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, is there information about this where people can find it online? Do you have some way of that, of people finding out more information on it? It, it probably is on the parish app. Um, is it in your parish bulletin also? 
Yes, it's definitely in the parish okay. bulletin. Yes. So people could go to St. Matthew's Parish in Gillette and then find your bulletin and find more information. Is that a good spot, yes. you think? Yeah, that's that correct. Yep. Okay, perfect. I was going to say call the office, but the office is closed because everybody's in Casper for the um, September Institute. Oh, <laughs> They'd be getting lots of calls and lots of voicemails. So, yeah. so tell us, tell us again the dates and times of this conference um, and where they can go to find more information. So it starts Sunday evening with a social and dinner at St. Matthew's Parish Hall, and then on Monday we go to the Tower West Lodge and have the rest of the day and evening there with speakers and lunch. Uh, Mass will be at the parish on Monday with the bishop. And Tuesday we have meetings in the morning, speakers in the morning, and we should be done before noon. Okay. Very good. So people have time to come and go. That's very nice. Any last thoughts about the conference that I've missed, ladies? No, well, I think you covered it. Well, there's, there's fun things going on. We have a, a big raffle that goes to fund the CCW President's Travel Fund, and each parish in our diocese brings uh, a gift for the raffle, and then we sell tickets. And that's always fun. But one of, the, one of the banquet items is we're going to have a live auction with an auctioneer. Oh, that's each, always fun. Oh, yes. Well, it's a purse auction. So every deanery brings a purse that has items in it. Oh. And you don't know what they are. <laughs> Could you can't be. Touch you can just look. <laughs> I'd fill it full of cash. <laughs> yeah, we actually talked this idea from the national level, and uh, the national was just held in uh, uh, Salt Lake City. Some of those purses, of course, they were very high-item purses, like coach purses and stuff, but they went for like $1,600. Uh, yeah, but they were filled with all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Ours probably aren't going to be of that caliber, but nevertheless, it's fun. It'll be fun. That's a great yeah. idea. You just gave a lot of people a great idea. <laughs> well, Susie and Kate, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I hope the event goes well, and I hope you have a, a blessed time and that you raise lots of funds, which sounds like a great organization, Council of Catholic Women. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, oh, Heather. God bless you. Yep. God bless. Bye. 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 All right, so that was Susie and Kate talking about the Council of Catholic Women's. Uh, they're having an event coming up in Gillette, Wyoming. So if you're near the Gillette area, you can look up St. Matthew's Parish and look at their bulletin. They'll talk about uh, the conference, who's attending, who's speaking, and how you can join them. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. So more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where there is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. Let us run to Mary, and as her little children, cast ourselves into our arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central, and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary, Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m., and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live broadcasting out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day in the Dakotas, and it sounds like we've talked to someone up in Bismarck. And we've talked to somebody in Gillette, Wyoming. It sounds like it's a beautiful uh, day for all of our studio listeners. We haven't really hit Minnesota to hear how they're doing, but I'm hoping everything is going well. (laughs) It's fall, so we can't be all that upset. But um, just going to bring Aaron back in. Hello again. We've cut been quite the show you've put together a great show this morning aaron oh i thank you very much i didn't plan on being on it so much but that's fine too i'm always happy to jump in if needed it's just i try not to make the show all about me i try to be in the background and sometimes i just get thrown right here on the stage i better start acting i better start going better start going well and the thing is too is that you it's funny i don't know if our listeners can tell but you can um through the years there's different people planning the shows and stuff and sometimes there's multiple people and lately it's mainly Aaron um, who plans our shows for us and it's really interesting because you can kind of see the personalities of each person as they produce the shows um, what interests them and I, I love that because it always changes things up and so today we had a lot of history um, any thoughts? I got to talk to John Bergsma, and I was really trying to be professional. <laughs> I think you did very well, by the way. That's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> because um, he has uh, some great 
selling books that we sell at the Mustard Seed called Basics for Catholics. And so it could be marriage basics or uh, Catholic basics. I mean, just anything that you can think of. Uh, he, he has made these really great um, books that you can read. And so if you've never heard of John Bergsma, I would highly recommend to look him up. But what did you think of his uh, talk about the books of the Bible that are extra, quote unquote, extra in the Catholic faith, in the Catholic Bible? Well, it was really interesting because I, I knew a little bit about <laughs> like kind of how the books were basically tossed out by the Protestant churches when they were forming and all that. So it was interesting to hear a little bit more of that timeline. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more because I'm sure like the reasoning behind like each book specifically, like why it was thrown into, you know, the deuterocanonical list, like why those books, because you think about it, a lot of those are kind of towards the end of the Old Testament. Like, okay, they didn't, like, call Genesis, you know, superfluous. Yeah. Like, they have that same sort of, like, okay, these are the pillars, you know, like the books of Moses and then these ones. But it's kind of funny, like, okay, well, why is, like, you know, some of the books in the Old Testament that are, like, really short, like, why is, like, Amos or Zechariah, like, in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, like, why is Job. That? Yeah, Job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, why, why did they decide to, like, why, why were those so important, like, versus the two books of Maccabees, which, to me, when you read them, they're such a great historical yeah. works. Like, why were those ones considered, like, superfluous, you know? Well, and it made me want to ask the question, too, because I've never thought about the Jewish, the Old Testament is the Jewish Bible. Mm-hmm. I've never thought of it as Bible. Don't they always call it something else, like the? Well, they have different names. I think the Torah is the name for the Old Testament, Torah. but there's okay. also the Talmud, which is a completely different book that came oh. actually after I think a lot of the New Testament too. So okay. there's there's yeah, honestly, the whole history of Judaism is really fascinating, interesting. Of course, yeah. it's tied of church history, but also the stuff after the church gets you know founded is really hard to follow because basically the very short version of this, I got to kind of show off a little bit of my historical knowledge here, is that let's go. They talk about you know the destruction of the the temple by the Roman Empire. Yeah, yeah, that really broke up a lot of like the Jewish people and religion at that point. So like they weren't really the Israelites necessarily anymore because they got scared mm. out. And then when the Emperor Hadrian came in, there was another revolt in Israel, and that caused the basically they they scattered the Jewish people throughout like the to the winds. Basically, that was the whole point mm-hmm. because the Roman Empire effectively the the Jewish revolt there was uh, very large, and so Rome just annihilated their country basically because they were so angry about the revolt and. The funny yeah. thing was is that that kind of let the uh, Christian church just stay in Israel and spread out everywhere. Cause this was in, I think, the... Oh, Hadrian was in the 200s, I believe, AD. So right as the church was really starting to get big, and then mm-hmm. the Jewish people got scattered everywhere. So what happened is that that changed the dynamic a lot, too, in like the yeah. Holy Land and everything, just because of this huge war that was just cataclysmic. So, yeah, and, <laughs> and from there it gets even crazier. So, yeah, I don't have time to go into it. Well, because I, I also wanted to ask John, because there were a lot of rabbit holes I was controlling myself not to mm-hmm. go down. Yeah. <laughs> because, because then I was like, okay, well, who decided which books were in the Jewish Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, how did they decide on their canon? Because you think about yeah. it, like, we don't necessarily know exactly who wrote the book of Genesis. Like, we have a few good guesses, but, yeah. like, that's kind of up in the air. And, like, okay, well, when was that truly first written? And that's, you know, 5,000, mm-hmm. was it, like, 5,000 years before Jesus or something like that, yeah. I want to say? Or, They're guessing, yeah. Yeah, and it's very, obviously, really old. And, like, okay, well, how did that book come into place? And how did this one get there? And how did it become a pillar of their whole religion? Yeah. And how did it get, you know, brought into today? So... Honestly, I'd love to have John on for like a whole show. Even we could do like a whole, we could do a whole talk about just the entire history of the Bible. We could break it up into four like different segments. Like, okay, here's right. the Old Testament, here's the New Testament. That might be honestly a, a really interesting idea. I could look into. I might have to ask him about that. 
Well, yeah, because I would also like to know about the hierarchy of Judaism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the high you priest know? and all that. Yeah. Yep, yep, all of that. There's so many things. You know, that's that's why we have Catholic radio, folks. Mm-hmm. And so we books. can learn about how it all leads, <laughs> it, it leads in together. Yeah, but it, it it really has sparked an interest for me, and it's added more questions after talking to John than I, you know, I got answers, but I have, it just keeps creating more more questions. And I think that's our Catholic faith in a nutshell, really. Mm-hmm. You start learning about it, and you realize how little you actually know. <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, so when they make big decisions about something, uh, you know that, the smartest of the smart people have discussed this for probably 15 years before making any decisions on one paragraph of the catechism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it's not earth shattering changes either. So it just brings a confidence for me anyway, to the mm-hmm. Catholic faith. Yeah. That people who are, who have thought it was dedicated their entire lives to this are thinking yeah. about it and trying to make <laughs> it work. So like, you don't have to have all the answers as just someone who is, maybe just a regular member of the laity just trying to understand it. Like, there are people yeah. who have spent, again, their entire life thinking about it. So it's kind of nice to know that there's a little bit of expertise going into it. Yeah. Well, I myself, after this show, am definitely going to dive more deeply into church history and just to understand. I also think, I also do want to, I don't know if you've been watching The Chosen. I, hey. I've heard of it. I know that people like it. Yeah. I, is it it's, isn't it on one of those streaming platforms? I honestly, I went back to DVDs and Blu-ray a few, <clears> like a year ago, and it was the best decision I ever made. So I'm missing all of like the streaming shows. <laughs> the thing though is, I 99.9% of them I don't care. Well, and, I'll and buy I'm you it for Christmas. <laughs> I'll buy you the I'll buy you the the seasons for Christmas. Okay. So how about I, that? I, I would appreciate honestly. I like owning physical stuff because then it doesn't disappear yeah. when I actually want to watch it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, if, but if it's, <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because they have these like round, these round tables and it could, it would, uh, I can't think of his name. I want to say Jeff, but that's not it. Uh, the, the guy who wrote it and then they always bring um, a rabbi, uh, a Protestant uh, pastor and then a Catholic priest and they do this round table talking about the episodes. Oh, interesting. Which is so interesting. And Bishop, um uh, Words are escaping me. Rochester. Uh, Bishop Barron? Thank you. <laughs> I was about to say, how do you forget that one? Some random guy. <laughs> some, some guy from Word on We've Fire. We've never heard you know, of. No one's ever heard of that. <laughs> he's been on the, the roundtables and stuff. And they talk about, you know, yes, this isn't 100% biblical, but we're telling a story. Mm. And that's the important part. You know, and what I've learned a lot from watching The Chosen is learning more about the Jewish history. And mm-hmm. that is so important to understand who we are today. And it's just been fascinating to watch because it's like it really brings it to life what they lived like before Christianity. Yeah, again, in the, the whole Old Covenant's a really interesting mm-hmm. topic and how it led into, you know, obviously the death and resurrection of Jesus and the New Covenant and all these fascinating things. It's it's a very long story, as I you may have noticed. <laughs> I'm grateful that I was born in this century because I love air conditioning, and I don't think... <laughs> you can just survive 40 years in the desert? I do not think I would have been a good Jew. I really don't. <laughs> That's me when I'm reading, you know, Exodus and then the books further in the desert. Like, and they grumbled because they weren't in Egypt. It's like, mm, that probably would have been me. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I would have been a whiner. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I didn't make it to the promised land. That, and that's what I would have deserved. We have to eat manna again. Yeah, come on. Like, nope, that would have been me. I am not strong. I can admit it, though. I can admit it. 
We are born in the time we're supposed to be. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Yes, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was interesting. The other thing, too, Ed, Ed was talking about the March for Life. Uh, that was really good. Have you ever gone to any of the marches, or have you ever protested? Let's see. I know in the UND campus, I demonstrated <coughs> with the Students for Life group there. Yeah. One, I think one time there was the only, I think, yeah, I believe it was once. And then, of course, I was with the group, and we did a few other events, too. But we, I think we only demonstrated the one time when I was part of it. But yeah. outside of that, I don't think I've been to a lot of them. I know uh, I would have probably done a little bit more out of college, but we had the whole COVID thing kind of happen. So, mm. like, I feel like my, my prime on the street years might have been robbed <laughs> from me, unfortunately. Oh, Aaron, no, there's, there's no... Always time. <laughs> It's more than enough time to hit the streets. <laughs> you, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> well, and uh, how was it for you? Were you nervous going? Did you not care? I how was did- a little bit nervous, especially because we did it again on the campus where like, I knew that there are people I know and they may or may not react positively just because, you know, obviously I, don't, yeah. like, I talk to people about faith and all that, but I haven't had like a full conversation with literally everyone I know. I mean, shame right. on me. I know I should, but. Uh, well, no, like, but the time it provides yeah, itself when it's right. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, well, okay, how's this going to go? And honestly, I ran into one of my friends, and he he was mostly ambivalent on it. Like, I like sure, I wish he would have cared a bit more, but like, eh, you know, okay, that that went all right. Yeah, you know, it was I was kind of surprised by that because I didn't think he would take it that well. So other than that, no, it went pretty well. Huh, generally, generally positive. Obviously, you get a few people that aren't uh, happy with what you're doing, but it wasn't. We didn't get like fruit thrown at us, which you know, count your blessings. That is good. That is good. I remember one time. I was quite disappointed. I went to St. Thomas More High School in Rapid City, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're like this, but I was. we had the option and the choice. They were doing, um, so in Sioux Falls, we do the life chain, and we line up people from all over the entire city, um, mm-hmm. from all denominations, line up along 41st Street, which is a really busy street in town, and hold signs and, and peacefully demonstrate uh, pro-life and... It goes way down the street, so you cannot miss it. Mm -hmm. You cannot miss all these people standing on both sides of the street. So they had a small version of that in Rapid City one time, and I remember we had the option of going and literally just standing out front of the school on the sidewalk. And it was a pro-life thing, and it was the high school, and they allowed us uh, to go out and join this protest out in the street and I remember that they um, didn't make it mandatory but you could choose whether or not you wanted to go and I remember how few of the students went Mm -hmm. I was just and it obviously it hit me obviously it left a mark on me because I'm still talking about it how many years later right this happened in the 90s folks um but I think it's also just very important to be a physical witness to others um, to do that. And so I think it's just very important. But we have to wrap up. Aaron, we only have 10 seconds left. Something like that, yeah. So do we have time for a promo or uh, no? No, we just got the no. go. <laughs> All right, folks. It. Thanks for joining me today. Real Presence Radio is where you can check out the rest of the episode if you wanted to hear something else. But thank you for joining me more on Thursday. God bless.